And our theme tonight is, is glory and majesty. And you, you were designed, you were designed, you and I were designed to carry the glory of God. When the Bible's talking about the glory of God, it's described in so many different ways. It's His nature, His character, it's His weight, it's, uh, it's His magnificence. You and I were designed for glory and for majesty. The word majesty refers to the kingly uh, dignity of our God. And so when the Bible says that God made man in His image and likeness, He made us as a spirit being living in a body, made to be full of glory and to carry ourselves with a kingly dignity in the earth, to change the earth. And so when the Bible tells us that man fell, it says it like this, and perhaps some of you haven't seen this or heard of this, all have sinned and all have fallen short of the glory of God. We look at that, we know the verse perhaps, but what it's saying is that the, the kingly majesty and stature that you and I were called to live and to walk in, the glory of God, the manifest nature and power and greatness of God that we were called to carry, that we've all fallen short of that. We're not walking like that. We're not living like that in the dimensions that God intended for us. So the Bible describes that's the plight of all mankind, that all have sinned. There's not one that's missed out. Every one of us is born. And there's something you can say about every one of us is that we all have fallen short or come below what God planned and destined for us to live like, to walk in this earth like. So, well, some people would say, well, we just got to get by and just got to live like we are now. Well, that's not true. It's not at all what the Bible says. After man fell, God made a tremendous promise. He made a promise that through the seed of the woman, that through humanity, that God would raise up a mighty deliverer. There'd be a massive change. And so as you trace the Bible through, you find a consistent theme of God desiring to manifest himself again in the earth like he always intended. And so one of the first great manifestations of God in the earth was on the, it's found in Exodus 19, it was on a mountain and the whole mountain literally burned. Can you imagine a mountain like Ruapayu? And there's like a fire, just a tremendous fire burning on it. And it just keeps burning day after day after day after day. You imagine, and in that fire, there's thunders and there's lightnings and there's God is present. Amazing. Can you imagine? The Bible describes it. The Bible describes it. But that glory that was on a mountain, God never wanted it to stay in heaven or on a mountain. And so God said, I want you to build me a tabernacle that I may dwell among you. Because the heart of God is always to bring heaven to earth. It was his original plan. It's still the plan. And so Moses built a tent of place, three rooms, three dwellings, three sections in that tent. And when he finished it, the glory of God so filled it, no one could stand. The place was absolutely lit up without any visible lights. The core of it was lit up. The glory of God so filled it, there was no one could stand. But God was not finished there. We find a little later in history that Solomon built a, a, a temple, built a magnificent temple. It was a, so magnificent that when the Queen of Sheba a woman who was very famous in her own right came. It says her breath was taken away with the magnificence of everything she saw in that house of God and in the king's house. But the thing that was most important was when they offered all these offerings and sacrifices, the Bible said the place became filled with the glory of God, a shining, tangible glory. But you could see it shimmering. It lit up the place. No one could stand the presence of God. 
presence of God. And so after that, you don't hear anything much of that until Jesus came into the earth. And now you begin to see in Jesus what God always intended all along. And I'll just give you two or three things just related to him. The Bible says in John chapter 3, when Jesus changed the water into wine, when he demonstrated his power over creation, over the cre- I mean, who can change water into wine? That requires power to change water to wine. And the Bible says when Jesus did it, he manifested his glory. That was the beginning of showing what a man full of the glory of God can accomplish. Jesus came to show us what God always intended, what a man filled with the Spirit of God could do. And so we see Jesus, the water turned into wine. We see him demonstrate his authority over nature. And then at one point, he takes three of his disciples aside. And Peter describes it like this. It says, we were eyewitnesses of his majesty and his glory when we were with him in the mountain on that day. And what did they see? Jesus took three disciples. It's described in Mark chapter 9. He took three disciples up onto a mountain. And then he began to pray. He began to pray. And as he prayed, the glory that was within him. See, the Bible says we are a spirit being. We have a soul. We live in a body. But the the spirit of Jesus so joined with God that as he began to pray, it's like everything changed. His clothing changed. His face changed. He began to light up like a light. You imagine someone just turning the volume up on a lamp and it gradually increasing until there's just brilliance. That's what it was like. The brilliance was inside him. It was the Spirit of God living in him, literally lighting him up. You can read the description of it. Peter said, we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. You think, well, that was wonderful for Jesus. No, this is the model of what God had in mind. Because the Bible tells us that that same glory that God put upon Jesus, the Bible says, Christ in you is the hope that you also will be filled with the glory of God. God's design has never changed. He's still looking for men and women who will say yes to God and allow God to begin to fill them until the glory, nature, and the majesty and the life of God begins to show forth. How would that show forth? Well, His miracle power flowing through you to touch people. How would it show forth? Well, as you begin to speak, you begin to start to release God's life, and it begins to change the community, change the area around you, change the circumstances around you. Jesus said, He's made us kings and priests to our God to carry majesty and glory and manifest it in the earth. For most Christians, it's too far beyond them to even think about it. But the Bible says that's what creation's waiting for. It's waiting for God's people to arise into their inheritance, not to wait till you die, but right now to begin to so walk with God that heaven begins to invade earth through you. It's happening around the world. It happens in many places. It's happening here. I heard some testimonies of heaven invading earth locally that would just stun you and amaze you. But here's the thing. Tonight our theme is majesty, kingly majesty. David said to you, be glory and honor and majesty and power. He ascribed greatness to God. And what he did was he made all he had available to build a great house for God. And now today you and I live in an hour when God wants to fill us with his spirit, pour his glory into our lives so that the power of God begins to touch the community around us. The Bible says the glory of the Lord will fill the earth. How will that happen? Why? When individuals 
begin to respond to God and begin to get vision that I could be filled with more than I have now. I could begin to arise in the Spirit and begin to engage God in a greater way. I could begin to let my life align with heaven and heaven would begin to flow through my life in a greater measure. Jesus said, the works I do, you'll do them too, and greater works if you believe. So it's all about faith. It's about believing, and it's about walking in intimacy with God.